Welcome to the Final Score Network and the Final Score Podcast, presented by Team Anders Realtors. I'm Andy. He's former D3 student athlete and co-host... Ryan! Jam! Two-man monster flush! Off the inbound! Ryan! Jam! Slam! Jam! Find us on Podbean, the Apple Podcast Store, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at TheFinalScore35. There is always plenty to run through, but before we get to it, a word from our presenting sponsor. Team Anders' goal is to serve its clients in finding the home that best fits their needs and make the process simple and fun along the way. They are a team of people who will be in close communication personally taking care of your real estate needs through technology, marketing, and advertising. Team Anders has served thousands of clients over 30-plus years in the Grand Rapids, Michigan area, and are here to serve you today. Learn more at teamanders.com. Welcome to TFS Pod 87. Week 0, though light on schedule, did not disappoint because, well, college football's back, baby. In the Hello McFly move of the week, How on earth can a professional football franchise not do enough homework to uncover the egregious, suddenly cuttable offense of punter Matt Ariaza? What's his nickname, Ryan? Punt God. Punt God. I mean, if you haven't seen this story, look it up. Disgusting. Those are some serious, incredibly serious allegations against yet another dude in the league. NFL, maybe you want to clean that up a little bit. Speaking of shit show, is there a bigger one in college programs than at Auburn? I AD Allen Green resigned before his contract ended because he saw the writing on the wall. Messy. Baseball bases, bases, races are heating up. Golf season is done, except for the President's Cup. NFL cuts happen this week, and the heart of college football is finally upon us. Let's not waste another beat. Ryan, the lectern is yours. Speaking of cuts, the Lions have a decision to make. David Blau, Tim Boyle, they need a backup quarterback. Cut them both. You have to cut them both and find someone that's got dumped or trade for somebody because these guys are the worst, would either, whatever one, if they there was one, would be the worst backup quarterback by far in the NFL. These guys are terrible. They can't do anything. They throw like 40 passes for 50 yards. I don't get it. I don't get why these other teams have guys and we have these two guys that hardly could make a practice squad on most other franchises. Get rid of these guys. Do the smart thing. Just because they're nice guys and they work hard doesn't mean we need them. Especially David Blau. I get that he's a good guy. He's a team guy, but he is awful. And Tim Boyle is just as bad. Maybe worse. I don't know. But the Lions better do something smart here. They cut people like Jared Davis and Tom Kenny, who obviously was a, a great performer in preseason, but he's a, he's a, because he's a feel-good story doesn't mean you need to keep him. That's good that they got rid of him, not just because he was a feel-good story. We didn't keep him. Keep doing that stuff. It's a business. That's right. It is a business, and the Lions definitely need an upgrade. At QB2, my podium, college football media, We take some pot shots at different things over the course of time. Generally speaking, most football writers and basketball writers are pretty good. You know, we I've been a longtime subscriber to the Athletic, although that's going to end as soon as my current subscription runs out because, well, 
They still won't even address my question about an MSU beat writer, but I digress. While meanwhile, most of the rest of the Big Ten has their own. But again, I digress. That's not what this is about. My point today, my podium today, you have got to have the credentials and a brain to be a color commentator, uh, somebody that's on a pregame show, somebody that's in the studio, whatever, or just simply go away. I'm talking about you, Desmond, Mr. Thumbs Up Clown Grin. Case in point, if you missed the kind of quasi um, you know, ESPN game day from this weekend, I didn't see this live, but as soon as I saw it, I wrote it down and I knew this was my podium. His college football playoff picks, let me, let me grace you with them in case you missed them. Texas A&M, okay, maybe that one's not as much of a stretch. Pitt, the fighting doozies who spent more of his offseason complaining about how if he had Kenny Pickett, Pitt would have beaten Michigan State in the Peach Bowl. Pitt, Pitt as one of your final four teams, Desmond. Um, Baylor, okay, they were good last year. They're favored to be towards the top of the Big 12. I get it, still probably an outside shot, maybe not a long shot, but okay, a little bit more acceptable. And of course, Michigan, because let's not smoke any harder crack than picking our own alma mater, who got destroyed in the CFP last year, can't even pick a quarterback, lost their best defensive players. Okay, yeah, you're probably looking at that September schedule, the September National Champions down in Ann Arbor with the school, the deaf, dumb, and blind, uh, the fighting rainbows of Hawaii who lost by, what, 53 to Vanderbilt over the weekend. Um, Colorado State, who, you know, is probably playing, is that a noon game probably? So it's like 10 a.m. their time, just like it was in the NCAA tournament. I mean, you really think that Ohio State is going to let you get by, let alone Michigan State is going to let you get by that easy? So let me recap his picks. Texas A&M, Pittsburgh, Baylor, and Michigan for the CFP. Now, mind you, on The Athletic, the true writers and the actual people with credentials in a brain, collectively, I think it was, what did I say, Ryan, the other day? Something like 13 writers that they pulled. Those 13 writers came up with a combined five different College football playoff teams. Ohio State, Clemson, Alabama, Georgia, and Utah. Unanimously those among those five for 13 guys. And yet we have clown show, big smiley teeth, want to punch you in the face, Homer. Like, I get being a Homer if you're Frank Beckman and you're the Michigan Network. I, I get it. We were robbed. I get it. But on the national front, you're going to be that much of a front runner for your program, and then you're going to make idiot other picks? My gosh. Let's get some people who actually know what they're talking about because these are the idiots that fuel media and social media and everything else today that half the clowns in America believe all the time. All right, off that soapbox. Ryan, let's go to the tee-up. We definitely agree on this. Um, I'll kind of set it up, and then you can get into it. So. I'm not going to say the who yet. You're going to fill in the blank on this, but I'm just going to say fans or could be imposters of the potential school for being cocky, stupid, etc. when it comes to recruiting decommits. Ryan, tell us who specifically we're talking about and what happened. Yeah, we're going to tee up uh, our own fan base, the Michigan State fan base. Um, 
I I've blocked so many. I, basically, the only reason why I have Twitter is to get news, you know, read headlines, you know. From That's why I finally got writers, rid of it altogether. All that stuff. I'm telling you, you'll um, be a lot happier. There's a ton of Michigan State fans on Twitter, very active, you know, ever since Mel Tucker, you know, recruiting. Oh, a lot of people tweeting things irrationally. Michigan State had a four-star receiver um, decommit last week. There were rumblings of it for months. He had been offered by Bama. He's from Tennessee, so he's a Southern boy, um, and he decommitted. And apparently, he he was getting death threats from Michigan State fans. What the hell is wrong with you people? That's enough. We're, we're you know what you're acting like? You're acting like Michigan fans. That's the last thing we want to be. That's the last thing we want to be is those clowns. You're acting like those clowns. Well, that's why I said imposters, because it wouldn't surprise me if some of these people are imposters, just because, you know, recruiting is such a game, and sometimes, who knows, it could be grad assistance for coaches. I'm not excusing it either way. Either way, that tactic, if you're an imposter or an opposing coach that's doing that to try to draw recruits away from a program, you deserve to be put up on a on a like a pig on a spit and if you're a normal person quote i use normal very loosely aka you get your gear at walmart like no shut up go away crawl back to the center kids don't even if like it's it's there's 17 year old kids it's not even just i mean that's awful death threat but tweeting at these kids they don't care if i was if that was me i would hate it that would make me want to go away from it seeing all this toxicity in the like we're not, we have been blue collar, that's, we we earn our thing, we have a chip on our shoulder, we don't act like D-bags, that's not what Michigan State fans do, enough. Yeah. I, it's not I who just, we are. It, it's appalling, and it's why, honestly, it's why I got rid of social media, and there's, a, it, and the nice thing is at least the algorithm on TikTok is pretty accurate, so, and between that and Chris feeding me stuff, I only get the things that I want to see there, but... That's why I dumped Twitter. That's why I dumped Instagram. That's why I long ago dumped Facebook. All that stuff is just toxic garbage. And these people, I, I, they just they make me sick. Like, go away. Grow up. If your life revolves around a 17-year-old recruit, who, by the way, could be the biggest bust ever, there's probably a bigger chance that they're going to be average or a bust than they're going to be a superstar. You need to get a freaking life. You need to get a life. You're Quit. teed up. You're banned for life. Get out. Leave, get out of my face, Ryan. I highly suggest you get rid of Twitter. That's one way to solve it. All right, staying in the college football sphere, first down this week. We're going to take a look back, and this will be a pretty common theme here. First down, second down for really the next several weeks are going to be kind of a look back and then a look ahead. Um, so, first down this week, a look back at the week that was week zero, um, including how we did on some picks. Um, Let me start this thing. Yeah, you let's start this out. <clears throat> I got a couple. I told thoughts. you so. I, I, I you told did. You. you did. I told you, and you didn't believe me. I drank the you big drank red Kool Aid. You drank the red Kool Aid, and you died on the spot. I, I drank the big red Kool Aid. What a train and wreck! Chris sent me this, and he was right. I paraphrased it a little bit to make it a little bit even more appropriate. Oceans rise, seasons change, but Nebraska under Scott Frost still can't win one possession games. Yeah. I actually turned it into a poem. It's I didn't just... even mean to, but I turned it into a poem. I mean, talk about same old Nebraska. I think it was actually a it was a good game if you saw it. Ryan and I saw a good chunk of it. We were moving Rachel into in back into school, so we were kind of had it on his phone for a little while. 
Um, Nebraska jumped out big early. Northwestern stormed back. I'm North- impressed by Northwestern, though. North- I really was. Northwestern looked, looked good. Week one, right? Given, but looking like they're even yourself. I mean, their offensive line kept their quarterback clean. He Great was super line. accurate. Their running backs are good. Poland, uh, um, you know, really Nebraska good. got zero pressure. Now, I don't know if that's an indication that Northwestern's line is that good, which I think they do have their left tackles graded out like almost Scar, 90%. Yeah, really um, or is it that Nebraska's pass rush is that bad? But this was probably two of my favorite things. First of all, they do have momentum then in the second half, and they call an onside kick. What an idiot. Like, I get it. If you're, if you're kind of an upstart, and you haven't now. Nebraska hasn't won much lately, but like, it, not a program like Nebraska, not an Ohio State, not a Michigan, not a Notre Dame, not even a Michigan State anymore, not an Alabama in a conference game, a game that you're in control of right now, and it's a game of ebbs and flows. You call an onside kick. That's something like Michigan State with D'Antonio when they were trying to rise up from the ashes a little bit would do, and appropriately would do, and I would accept in a game like this. Um, that's what a Pittsburgh would do. That's what a, an Ole Miss would do. That's what an Arkansas on the would do. You're, dude, you're up. You're up, I believe. They're that, up 11. Yeah, two scores at that point in time. You just gave Northwestern, who you couldn't stop if, I mean, if you had 22 guys on the field at one time, just gave, gave them the ball at the 45-yard line. They marched down on the field, scored, all momentum changed. They dominated you in the trenches the rest of the game. Night, night, bye-bye. I mean, I think they left him in Dublin, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I mean, they should have. And then after the game, my second favorite part of this, because oh, the football game itself was actually pretty good for a, for a week for a first game in a conference really game. Good. I mean, it was both teams competed. Casey Thompson, uh, until he made that, or up into the point where he made that miracle third down play where he sprinted like he was going out of bounds, saw a guy out of the corner by, stopped and threw a bomb. That was his last big play of the game. But generally speaking, some good play out of that game. But the thing that got me after the game, Scott Frost saying Scott Frost things, a.k.a. desperate, straw-grabbing, I know I'm sinking, so I'm going to bring it all down with me stuff. Quote, I think our offensive staff, now I'm going to interject here, he agreed I think Slash was forced to give up the offensive play calling as part of keeping his job. So keep that in mind. I think our offensive staff has to learn you've got to be a little more creative in this league. This is a man who feels the heat. Uh, his his buyout is cut in half as October of October 1st. 1st. They've, got, they've got a couple definitely winnable games coming up, but then they have old rival Oklahoma. Uh, boy. Uh, the, the natives, if they're not already restless, have got to be getting ready. He's five and twenty-one in one. Five and twenty-one games. in one possession games. After and this is the tweet from yesterday. After yesterday's loss, Scott Frost is now fifteen and thirty. Nebraska. Bo Pelini was fired after going sixty-seven and twenty-seven. Mm-hmm. Because he was an ass. Really is what it came down to. Because he was an ass. That that that's why Bo Pelini was fired. And Frank Solich, for that matter. Frank Solich filled the ginormous shoes um, that were left by Tom Osborne and just simply went 9-3, 10-2, year in and year out. But he didn't win national championships. And so, therefore, he was run out of town. And then they got Polini, who went 8-4 at worst, but 9-3, 10-2. And, and he got run out of town. Again, 
salty, kind of a jackass, whatever, personality-wise, but still, really good coach. And then they've been mired in you-know-what since then with guys that can't even put up winning records. I mean, there comes a point in time when you have to accept who you are. And I'm sorry, Nebraska, but you have to accept that you no longer are competing for national championships. Maybe you can get there again someday, but you've blown a couple of good coaches trying to be something you aren't anymore. Uh, I know a lot of other programs that have done that too, and they're falling by the wayside. Florida State, Michigan hit hard times. You know, Arguably, Harbaugh's brought them up to something decent, but they still only won one Big Ten championship in the last umpteen years, you know, a generation basically. Like these tried and true old school programs that are still living on the 70s and the 80s and the 90s, uh, it doesn't work that way anymore, guys. Um, and you want to blame your coaching staff, or he didn't, but you want to blame your players when you lose close games? No, that comes from the coaching. That comes from it comes from preparation in practice, putting guys in a situation. There is no excuse for it, but time in and time out, they blunder it, blunder it, blunder it. And Ed Ryan was right. I bought into it. I thought, okay, they're going to turn the ship around. It looked for a little while early, like, all right, they're going. It was 14-3 to early, but two 11-point leads, gone. Lose the game. Bye-bye. Hats off to, See you, Scott. Hats off to Northwestern because they, they looked really good. Um, it's a great coach. The only other game that I really saw, and there weren't a lot of games, was Illinois. And oh, yeah. I'm, frankly, I fell asleep during it because it was kind of boring, but... They were pretty dominant against Wyoming, albeit not a great Wyoming team. But um, their quarterback, the Syracuse transfer, DeVito, really solid. Um, You know, that looked to me not like a 9-3 team, but it looked like a 6-6 team, maybe a 7-5 team. I mean, I think Ryan and I both had them on the cusp of that. I think we might might have both had a 5-7 you know, if things, running back, Chase Brown's if nice things fall the right way. Now, they did lose their second string running back, got hurt in that game, and I read he's out for a little while with a knee injury. But mm-hmm. they were pretty loaded at depth there. So, yeah, you know, they play Indiana this week. Yeah. Who knows what will happen. So Interesting. Um, what else, Ryan, from last week stood out to you? Uh, UConn covered. That was awesome. 31-20 or 28-point. Uh, they were in the lead, 14-0. Yeah, it was 14-0. Good for them. Freaking screw you, UTEP. You cost me $18 in a little parlay, so thanks for that. And you were favorite. The only team that cost me this weekend was Shout out to Vandy, 6310. Attaboy. Um, you probably won't win any more this season. But How bad is Vandy? How bad is Hawaii? The truth lies somewhere in between. Um, yeah. But that's that's this week. Uh, so I'm, how do we do on our on picks the then? Picks. Yeah, let me pull it up here. Um, believe you had two incorrect and I had one. Yeah, we uh, we both picked, I'm sorry, you picked Nebraska, big Northwestern. UConn, we got that right, the 27.5 point spread. Illinois, minus 9.5, correct. FAU beat Charlotte pretty good. I picked UTEP, you picked North Texas. I mean, um, Green, six conference games in a row, baby. Nevada, we both picked them over in Mexico State. They handled them pretty good. And then I picked Vandy and you picked Hawaii. <laughs> How did I pick Hawaii? I, I guess because, you know. The trip. It's the trip. And, and I kind of thought, you know, the trip, especially at this time of the year, it's still, I mean, it's always pretty much the same. Yeah. Temperature uh, Hawaii. Decent, but, uh, uh, yeah. Should we just get right into. Yeah, let's go to second down. Let's go to let's go week, to week one. one. We got our first week full one, week. Look ahead. Let's freaking go. Thursday, Penn State, Purdue. Oh, I'm excited for that one. Backyard brawl. Little West Virginia Pit, old uh, Big East action. Love to see that. Um, 
I don't think there's really anything else of use on Thursday night. I got the Chippewas and the oh, yeah? Cowpokes, yeah. right? See if we can uh, pull another upset on the last play of the game. Last time, like the Chips, chips and the Pokes. Michigan State, uh, Western Friday. Can't wait for that. Um, I'm not going to be able to sleep the rest of the week because of that. Um, Indiana-Illinois, that's an intriguing conference game. Um, and Saturday, obviously, we got from noon till 2 in the morning football. Yeah, yeah. You better bet I'm going to be watching I hope watching it rains because I'm going to be watching best a lot bet, of TV. It's supposed to be 80 and sunny. Oh, best bet I'm be watching that all day. And then Sunday night, I think we have FSU, LSU, two historic programs. Not been great lately. Then Clemson well, else you want and uh, Georgia Tech on, on Monday night. Um, that'll be a sleeper. But, um, yeah, looking forward. Yeah, the last time Georgia Tech. Almost beat them last year. Well, and they beat them a couple years. Oh, no, that was Florida State on the on the black field goal. Yeah. On all the highlights that we've watched. Yep. but. Yeah, some good games. Couple, couple things that news-wise for Big Ten purposes that I saw. There's probably more news than this, but um, a little ouch, literally. Wisconsin backup quarterback Chase Wolf torn meniscus in Ooh. practice. That leaves that. them with no other quarterbacks with any game oh. experience behind Mertz. Nope. Mertz um, sucks. I saw Penn State named true freshman Drew Alar or Alar, how do you, however you want to say it, A L L A R as QB two. True freshman as QB two. So that's an interesting. Wouldn't be surprised if he eventually overtakes Cliff. Yep. And then uh, if you haven't heard, and we can Ugh. knock it, whatever. Michigan first said McNamara won the job, and then you had even McCarthy or McCarty. Is it McCarty? McCarthy. McCarthy. McCarthy um, tweeting back at fans who were like, "Dude, bro, it should have been you." And he's like, "Yeah, I know." Like. Okay, that's not a good look. And so then a day or two later, you know, whether those tweets were brought to Okaki's mind or, or whatever his forefront, um, Michigan decided to go with a very, you know, unique proposition for figuring out who their quarterback was going to be for the season. No. Now they play an absolute Well, here's the thing. Cupcake who, of a schedule. Who does Jim want to win this job, if you really think about it? He wants McCarthy to win the job. Yeah, they because he leaves if he doesn't win the job. He he wants him to win the job because I mean Colorado State they're not good, and he might they're have more good. upside. That's that's he does he for sure has more upside. He is more up and down. He's a roller coaster. He's a fumble. He's a yeah. McNamara's, McNamara's a, a game winner. manager. He's mm-hmm. a he's a very good game manager. He's solid. Which that's the other leader. that's the other person on the shoulder of Jimmy is because he's this conservative game manager type of guy. Yeah, I, I just don't I don't know, especially with the new off, new offensive coordinators. But you, you look at it, McNamara's getting started against Colorado State. Both are probably going to play a lot because Colorado State's not very good. Michigan's going to blow them out. It's not even going to be close. Don't even think it's going to be close. And then the next week, McCarthy gets to start against Hawaii, who just lost to Vanderbilt, like we talked about earlier, by 53 points. Vanderbilt is probably, with Duke, they are probably the two worst teams in Power 5 football. Then yeah. they beat them by 53. He's going to look like a man amongst boys against Hawaii, and they're going to go, ooh, we want you, J.J., and they're going to start him, and Cade's going to get pissed. He's, this guy's a captain. He's, there's no way he's going to be going to accept this. And vice versa. If Cade wins the job, I think McCarthy's gone. He may go in the transfer portal in season. I, I wouldn't surprise me. I, I, yeah. I think that he... Jim is, is is just 
he's playing his doing his normal BS with with this, just stringing along, trying to get headlines for his program. Well, I do think, though, it's a little bit of the Angel and the Devil cartoon, you know, old school cartoon on their shoulder. I think the Angel side is like, go with the safe bet, go with the game manager, go with the guy that won 13 games. And the Devil side is like, screw that, you got a five-star. He's going to transfer if, if you don't start him. He's got way more upside. He's way more athletic. Think about what we could be, national championship. And so he's fighting this battle in his head, Wearing his, you know, diaper mask with his headphone in it and and his, you know, blue pants because you could see the skid marks on his khaki pants. Like he's he kind of because he didn't decide early and, and look he didn't decide in the spring because McCarthy had shoulder surgery shoulder yeah, right. Um, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. The thing is, is if you truly want to make it a competition, have them both. I mean, I guess they're both playing against pretty equally piss poor teams, but. Have them both start against good teams. If you really want to play good teams, anybody can play good against a bad team. I mean, Vanderbilt, look at them. They scored 63 on Hawaii. Like, I don't know. But those are just some of the the headlines that grabbed my attention. I'd say, you know, screw you, Athletic, because there's no Michigan State news there anymore since you refuse to get a beat writer. I have to go, you know, rely on either Spartan Mag, their free stuff, or 247 Sports, their free stuff, or. As even like the Free Press and the Lansing State Journal, which as long as Graham Couch is there, I will never, you know, give him a dime. Um, you know, these these things are behind paywalls. M Live behind paywalls. Like everybody wants a subscription. I I get it, but like no, I'm not gonna subscribe to the old Grand Rapids Press that I used to pay for to get in the newspaper form. No, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pay for that stuff. And then consequently, because nobody will cover us, I'm just kind of shooting in the dark that nothing bad's going on for Michigan State behind the scenes right now. Yeah. I guess it would come out if there was or if there was an injury or whatever, but yeah. I don't know. All right, so what do you, you got anything else on week two or you want to get into pick them? Yeah, I'm, no, we're ready for this. Um, let's do it. Um, pick them. Uh, first game, we're going from Thursday to Saturday. Okay. Uh, this is straight up Penn State at Purdue. Um, I'm rolling with the Boilers. Straight up, Penn State at I, Purdue. I'm I like get the my, Boilers. I'm bullish. We've talked about this. I, I really should stick with my original, you know, like my preview predictions, at least early in the season until something catastrophic happens. I oh, think, breaking news, Lions released Tim Boyle. Oh, well, there you go. Nope. Terrible. Too bad. Um, I picked Penn State to lose to Purdue in my preseason previews. I'm going to stick with that. I will say this. Um... You know, talent-wise, top to bottom, Penn State has more. But, again, we're going back to the previews. I question their offensive front. I think they're fine at quarterback. I think they'll be fine at running back, although they haven't been great there lately. I think they'll be fine at wide receiver. I think they're bad, they're good in the secondary. Their front seven on defense scares me if I'm a Penn State fan. The fact that Purdue gets rowdy and wild for these big games, whether it's Ohio State or Michigan State or Michigan, I don't know that they played them as recently at home, but like they get up for these games. It's a Thursday; they're going to be jacked up. Um, you know, it's not going to be easy for Aiden O'Connell because that secondary is pretty good for Penn State. They got a definitely a top fifty draft pick back there. Um, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but and they have a really good corner um, and a pretty good safety too, but. I'm going to go with Purdue as well in a close, That's like a Lee Corso close. Speaking of him, he needs to be in a home. 
love you, Lee, but like there comes a time there, when ESPN you just is disgusting. Just for doing step that. down. Like I get it's his disgusting. legacy, but you just pay homage to him, and then you just it's, it's ESPN. Ugh. Screw ESPN. Yeah. Uh, then we got also Thursday night Minnesota and Mexico State. Um, we're doing the uh, old spread here. It's Minnesota thirty six and a half. I don't think they can score that many 36 points. Thirty six and a half. I'm going oh. with New Mexico State to cover. New that. Mexico State lost. They How lost bad in Nevada twenty three twelve. So not that bad. When they played a game, that's something. It's a it's late yeah. at night, so it's not like it's. And I don't think Minnesota has that kind of offensive firepower. No, they got guys coming back off of injuries and whatever. I mean, I think they're kind of. If you look around, Minnesota's definitely like the the golden child sleeper for the Big Ten this year, or the Big Ten West anyway. Minnesota's going to win that game, but yeah, they're, they're, they're not going to cover. No way. New Mexico State for sure. Friday night, Michigan State, Western Michigan, the Woodshed, Michigan State minus twenty one and a half. Michigan State covers easily, I think. I think they win by four touchdowns or more. Yeah, you know, they should. I don't think historically Michigan State's honestly that great against the spread. Uh, But this is a team that can definitely score points. I think Western just settled on a quarterback, right? They they have a good running back, but their quarterback is net. I don't worry about Michigan State's run defense. It's more, let's see what the pass defense will do. I'll go with that. I I can buy that. Michigan State will cover that spread. I think it's going to be like a 24-point win for them. Uh, then Illinois, Indiana straight up. I'm rolling with the fighting Illini. Yeah, I had Illinois winning that game um, in my you know, my version of the previews. I didn't preview the West for you guys, but I did pick the West, and I did preview Indiana laying another egg this year. So I'm going to agree with that, Illinois, especially with a game under their belt, even yeah. though it's on the road. Uh, moving to Saturday, Colorado State, Michigan spread here. Oh, geez. 31 and a half, Michigan. I. They're going to cover that. They're going to win by – they're going to try to score 80 points. I mean, there's no doubt. 31 and a half. I don't know what kind of defense – Colorado State's State. bad. They're bad. I mean, you get over 30 points anytime. That That's a lot. Boy, what did they – do we know what they did last year, Colorado State, record-wise? They have a whole new team, basically. Okay. All right, I'll go with that. I'll say Michigan's going to cover that. I'm not going to put any money on on that because I'm I'm a little I'm on the fence there. I I think, yeah, I'll go with Michigan to cover that. But. All right, this next game's not on the on the betting thing because it's one FCS versus um, Division One, but I created my own spread for it. It's Iowa uh, South Dakota State. I said uh, put came up with Iowa uh, minus twenty four and a half, and South Dakota State's a very good Division One pro or Division One yeah. double A program. I think they beat Iowa actually in twenty sixteen on a last second field goal week one. But I think um, I think Iowa's defense is going to have like three pick sixes. What did you say the spread you have? I, I have twenty four and a half. I, I'm saying Iowa's going to cover. I uh, I don't think so because I don't think Iowa can you score twenty four points. Fair. Sounds good. And then um, next I think game, they'll win, but I don't yeah. think they'll cover. Next game, Buffalo versus Maryland. Maryland is a 23-and-a-half-point favorite. Hmm. I've got them covering. They can score at will, I think. I don't, their yeah, defense isn't great, I, I think so, too. I mean, Buffalo a couple of years ago was really good. They had that running back that just had, like, thousands of yards, it seemed like. Um, Patterson. Yeah, we'll go with Maryland to cover that. And then we got Rutgers um, versus Boston College in Chestnut Hill. Uh, I'm going, I think Boston College is like a six and a half point favorite. I'm going BC 
is that where we're going straight up or are we going straight up yeah the fighting jill vitale's old co-worker of mine at amway um that's not her i don't remember what her married name is but she and her husband both went to boston college she was friends with maddie ryan back in the day i picked bc to beat Rutgers. if this was at Rutgers, maybe it's a little different but bc's got a good established quarterback they're always a good yep. solid you know run team uh, boston college is going to win that game <clears throat> north dakota versus nebraska i just put Nebraska minus twenty um, is what I came up with. I, I'm saying they're going to cover. Yeah, that. they're going to cover that. Uh, yeah, I just don't. Cover I, I kept it lower because they suck. I, well, it's hard to gauge because it's not like we study up on these FCS schools. And then so. Illinois State versus Wisconsin. I think Illinois State's pretty bad. Wisconsin's going to. I, I have. I came up with Wisconsin minus thirty. And the fighting Ron Brazeltons. Uh, boy, minus 30. Jeez. Can, Wisconsin, can Wisconsin score that many points? Braylon Allen can. New OC. Uh, Wisconsin minus 30. Boy. Yeah, I, I could see that. Like a 48 to 10 type of game. Yeah, I, I could see that. that I, I'm just doing this straight up. Because the... Or you want to do spread on OSU Notre Dame because OSU Notre Dame is seventeen and a half. That's Ohio number State. two against number five, and it's a seventeen, 17 and a half point, point spread. Do you want to do spread or you want to do straight? Because I, I mean, Ohio State's going to win. I think. I just. I mean, I could. They throttled Michigan State. I could see them outscoring Notre Dame by that much, but that's a big spread for two top five teams. Yeah, you want to do the spread or straight yeah, on this? Uh, well. Straight up Ohio State. I mean, I, no question in my mind. It's up to you. You're the one. Let's do. Let's just do straight up. All right, Ohio this State. Top five teams. As a bonus, let's just say, I think Ohio State will cover that because I think, I think Notre will. Dame is way overinflated. They will as well. All right, that's week one. All the Big Ten. I'll, we'll get into any other big. Any of the other big games uh, you're going to pick? No, I mean that's enough. I think. Right I mean, you there. had LSU and Florida State. Yeah, I, I don't. I think I don't know. Well, we don't have to pick up. We can just. I, talk I don't about know it. anything about either. I'll, I'll say LSU's going to win. I don't know. Where is is that a neutral game? It's in New Orleans, I believe. Um, yeah, I think LSU. I mean, see what else is a big game? Virginia, West Virginia, Pitt. Oh yeah, West Virginia, Pitt. That's a really good game. Uh, Pitt, Pitt, you know. West Virginia's unranked Pitts. Oh, boy. I don't know. I think Pitts going to win. Yeah, Pitt probably wins that game. Georgia, uh, Oregon. Georgia is number three. Oregon's number 11. Georgia's a 17.5-point favorite. Mm. That tells you how confident they are in the top four schools and how not confident they are in the rest. Yeah, the rest is just a... I think Oregon at 11 is another team that's way overblown. I think Pitt's overblown at 17 or whatever they are. I think Oregon's overblown at 11. I think Notre Dame's overblown at 5. No, I'm not saying those three aren't top 25 teams, but they're like 18 to 25, in my opinion, not in the top 15, each of them, basically. Yeah. And then uh, Cincinnati, Arkansas, that's a nice ranked Oh, that's a couple ranked teams, yeah. Arkansas is a six-point favorite at home. I think Ooh. Cincinnati. I like Cincinnati. Man. I'm going to go I like Ooh, both of these suey. teams. I like both of them. Cincinnati's replacing some yeah, big fire, firepower on so. offense. That's going to so. be a fun, fun game, though. Utah, Florida. I like Urban Arkansas Meyerbowl. style. Utah. It's at the Swamp, though. Yeah, I know. I saw that game. That's, that's interesting. New coach. Some new players for Florida. I mean, how quickly do the natives get restless if the new coach, you know, what is it, Billy Napier, yeah, right? Yeah. If, if they lose... 
<laughs> opener. Now Utah again is a team that people are talking about for the playoffs. So I like Utah. Um, yeah, Utah's got a incredible defense. They got a lot of offensive firepower back. That's that'll be another fun. There's a lot of good games to watch. How I about mean, do you think Alabama can cover 41 and a half against Utah State? Uh, I don't know. It depends on what they do with second string and third string in that game. It wouldn't surprise me. I mean, that's like 52 to 10. You know, it's not that big of a deal. The thing that's I've not looked on my handy dandy app because I am a weather nerd. Um, aside from being a sports nerd, I, there are four systems in the Atlantic right now. All of a sudden, there was no nothing tropical all summer, and then all of a sudden we've got four active systems. I don't know that any are going to come into play by Friday, Saturday, Sunday, but it could be interesting. Oh. Um, and the way some of those games, you know, end up or. Um, you know, whether they get played, whether they get postponed. I mean, it's happened at this time of the year. Miami of Florida has had it happen. Florida State's yep. had it happen. Here, I'll look it up. If you see anything else, Ryan, that's of interest to, eh, to discuss not, there. Not really. Yeah, I mean, you got one that's just off of Africa. You got one that's kind of down in the Yucatan. You got one that's over by Bermuda. And then you got one that's kind of on a track, but it looks like it might go up the north, so more up the coast. They're all a ways away at this point in time, but uh, keep an eye on it. It's always interesting at this time of the year when you're talking anywhere in, along the Gulf Coast or Florida uh, or even the coast of Georgia on what can happen weather-wise. So, All right, Bracket. that is week two, or week one, second down. All right, moving on to third down. I'll keep a little weekly bracket in play here. Ryan had a senior moment and thought of a... Um, thought of a topic for Mount Rushmore and then he forgot it. So I came up with, in honor of tailgating being back this week, baby, burgers and specialty brats on the menu at the Best Gam Tailgate at Ramp 7, by the way. Stop by, have a shot with us, you know, share a share an adult beverage, share some the food. Pop. Everybody at Daddy Pop, everybody's welcome. The weather's going to be phenomenal. We will be there at 2 if you're coming from Grand Rapids and Kalamazoo, do yourself a favor. Read, I think Chris Soleri posted something on Twitter. Ryan shared it with me. But there are definitely some traffic disruptions that you're going to want to keep in mind, especially if you're coming from GR. You're going to want to go 69 to 27 on the way in, and you're going to want to go 27 to 96 on the way out. 496 is basically kaput right now, so it's kind of a mess. So just keep that in mind. But all right, I could have gone a lot of ways with this. I could have gone tailgate music. I could have gone paired items against paired items. I didn't have that much time in my day. I mean, I did this over lunch at work. So we got a couple. Uh, we're going to go foods, specialty foods, beverages, and specialty beverages as the pairings of the brackets. So first, your foods. You got the number one seed. How can it not be a number one seed? Burgers. It could be, yeah. could be, you know, the ones with the bacon and the cheese built into them. It could be the blue cheese built in burgers, whatever, just burgers, okay? Against number four seed, and don't knock it until you tried it, chicken burgers. No, it's not some like specialty, like weirdo food, but it's actually, it's really good. We made them last year. They kind of fall chicken apart a little bit, but they're really good. If you don't know and you want to know, I'll hit you the recipe, but that's the four seed. Burgers versus chicken burgers. Burger guy. Chicken burgers are really good, but... I gotta go with normal burgers. Normal burgers. All right, yeah. so we're gonna go. Yep, we'll both go burger, burger. burger. Um, number two seed brats yeah. against number three seed hot dogs. So hot the dog. same family. Oh, we're going hot dog. dogs. I'm going brats. 
Um, especially when you go to Ken's and Grand Rapids yep. and you can get like jalapeno cheese brats or Doritos brats or beer brats or whatever. All right, burgers or dogs, right? Uh, burgers. And I'm going to go... Burgers. I'm going to go brats over burgers. A little little upset there. Um, moving on to the second bracket, specialty foods. Okay. The number one seed, authentic Philly cheesesteaks on the Blackstone mm. versus mm. the number four seed, chicken fajitas on the Blackstone. Those Phillies are pretty good. Oh, Phillies are phenomenal. If ribeye wouldn't cost like $3,000, we might consider it for the reunion tailgate next week. Um, so we both agree there. Number two seed, we don't do this one very often. We don't make them ourselves because we don't have a smoker. So it's like go to the grilling company and bring them and eat them up on the Blackstone. But number two seed, ribs, against number three seed. And we're going into the breakfast realm, French toast French on the toast. grill. Yeah. Yeah, I got to go French toast on the grill. I mean, and I'm not talking Blackstone. I'm talking like we used to actually make it on the regular grill, like a charcoal grill or a gas grill. Um, really, gas. really good. Really good. Like it gets crispy enough that you can almost eat it like regular toast unless you – I put sugar and butter on mine. I know it's weird, but um, – so you can definitely eat it like cinnamon toast almost that way. But, you know, breakfast tailgates kind of suck in a way because they're shorter, but at the same time opens up endless possibilities. I'm also going to agree with the French toast on the grill. All right. Phillies versus French toast. Oh, Phillies. Yeah, you can't beat it. We're talking like real cut ribeye, not steakums. We're talking about real cheese whiz. We're talking about onions and peppers cut up, all meshed together. Uncle Bob's, it's all his equipment, but he's the assistant. I'm the chef. They are the bomb. All right. Moving down to beverages, you got straight up beer, beer of your choice, against the four seed mixed drink of choice. Could be Bloody Marys, could be whiskey and Coke, could be rum and Coke, etc. Beer. Ryan's going beer. I'm going, you can drink beer anytime. I tend to be the one time of the year that I really drink Bloody Marys, which I love a good spicy Bloody Mary with a garlic pickle. His tailgates, I'm going mixed drink of choice, which for me would be Bloody Mary. So a big upset there for me. Uh, against the number two seed, <coughs> excuse me, number two seed is Fireball Shots. Oh, against the number three seed in these special chaser shot glasses where you put the liquor in the bottom and it separates the chaser in no. the top, Margarita Shots. Oh, uh, Fireball. Yeah, fireball. I love the Margarita Shots too, but I got to go with Fireball as well. And then you got Beer or Fireball, Ryan? Beer. And I am going to go, boy. I'm going to go Fireball. I, I do like the Fireball. It's one of the only whiskeys, that peanut butter whiskey, that I can actually stomach. Although I'm going to try the Traverse City Cherry whiskey mm. with Cherry Coke maybe this week. Maybe. All right, specialty beverages as Captain weighs in from above. Um, number one seed, Jello Shots, against number four seed, Breakfast Shots. And if you don't know what a breakfast shot is, it's, it's half Jameson and half uh, Butterscotch Schnapps. Like in a, you can literally get a shot glass where there's a divider in the middle, and you take them both at the same time, chase it with orange juice, and eat a piece of bacon. Uh, Jello shots, just classic. Yeah, you got to go Jello shots. Um, I completely agree with that. Lots of different flavors you can go there. Number two seed. This is one of my favorites. Probably not as much. Maybe Ryan spiked hot chocolate 
or coffee. So it could be Bailey's and hot chocolate, could be peppermint schnapps and hot chocolate, it could be hot damn and hot chocolate, could be Bailey's and coffee, could be Kahlua and coffee, could be you name it. Specialty spiked hot chocolate and coffee against cooler blended. They got to be cooler blended because Uncle Bob's got the cooler with an actual blender built in margaritas. Marg. Which I drink by the pitcher, by the way. Um, and I'm going to agree with that with the Margs. The hot chocolates are good for the colder games. But then we both have jello shots against margaritas. Uh, jello shots. And I'm going to go with the margaritas. No surprise there. All right, Ryan, you got. Burgers against Philly cheesesteaks. Burger. Burger. It's classic. I'm a classic. And I'm going to go Philly. Classic, man. Because I've got... I actually... I had brats against Philly, so I've got got, uh, the Phillies. And then you have 1v1. You have beer against Jell-O shots. Beer. And I have uh, Fireball against Margarita's. And I'm going with the Margs. And then you got food against beverage, so it's a little difficult here. But beer. Burger versus beer. beer. Ryan says beer. Yeah. And I've got Philly versus margarita. I'm going food. And then there's a reason why I'm fat. I'm going food. I'm going Philly. Those Phillies are the bomb. I can't wait to make them. Oh, man. I'm getting hungry just thinking about it. And we just ate dinner. All right. That is a tailgating friendly number three spot, third down. Fourth down, four. Likely the last time this year. Yeah, maybe uh, the, President's Cup. Yeah, maybe President's Cup. The PGA season is has come to an end. Lots of changes coming. We've talked about a lot of them here. Mm-hmm. A fair amount of guys. I don't know, Ryan, if you have it in front of you. Guys that defected like today and are going to play in the tournament. Um, I, have, I, I know Trigali was one of them. Um, Cam Smith, I think, officially gone. I don't know. I didn't know that he was officially gone. Oh, maybe he's not official yet. I haven't heard that. I know Hideki and uh, Cam Young are Cam staying. Young came back. Uh, yeah, there's rumors of Leishman, I think. Fellow sure, Aussie. Uh, Neiman. Um you know, and then Mito Pereira, although I read today Mito Pereira, fellow Chilean, he's waiting to do anything until after the President's Cup, which is smart. Like, if any of these international players just waited, what's the, so you, so you play, I think there's two live events before the President's Cup. Just wait. I mean, if you really care about that whole, you know, world against the U.S. and whatever, and you love to play in the President's Cup, and you like those kind of competitions like President's Cup, Riders' Cup, why wouldn't you wait? I mean, the Live Tour money is going to be there. Cam Smith is the number two rated player in the world right now. They need players with rankings. Neiman is number 17 in the world. Those would be the top two ranked players in their in their tour. If I'm the Live Tour, I'm telling these guys, just wait because we need your points to help us get into the ranking system. Like, I... I mean, I don't want that to happen, but that's yeah. what I, that's what I would advise them to do. Um, you know, other other live latest I saw that the live tour itself joined the lawsuit. I didn't know that they weren't in the lawsuit. Two other players, I'm not really sure who. I didn't. I wasn't able to unearth who dropped out of that original lawsuit. Um, look, this is going to keep going. It's going to be a fight. PGA responded last week with a lot of things that are kind of similar. Is it too me too? I don't know. I mean, is it enough to appease guys? You know, there's a lot more money in the PIP or whatever they call it, the um, you know the the player program or whatever. Um, I don't know. You know, it's just, it's hard to say. Um, 
that saga is going to continue. It'll be interesting. We'll probably talk about it President's Cup a little bit in a couple weeks just to see if it's even interesting based on who plays in it. It's mostly international team that's screwed. Yeah. I mean, because who cares about, yeah, Kepka, those guys are, you know, seasoned vets, but who cares? There's plenty of good young Americans. But yeah. um, getting to a recap of the Tour Championship, I admittedly didn't see as much of this as I probably would have liked to. There was a little bit of weather delay. There was moving... You know, Rachel back at the college, there was a round of golf yesterday, which Ryan is on a two-game heater on me now. He's, he's won two in a row by one stroke each. I almost came back from six down with four to go yes, yesterday. I beat him by five in the last three holes. Um, almost came back. But, but, you know, 16-3-1 for the year, so it is what it is. Um, so we didn't admittedly see a lot, but Ryan did have it on his phone a little bit. So how great for Rory. He's probably arguably the face, the current playing face, not Tiger, of the PGA Tour to come back and win. And, and some people may say, well, Scotty blew a six-shot lead over him. He choked it away. He blew it. I mean, he didn't play great yesterday, but Rory went and got it. I mean, what did you say at one point, Ryan? He had made like 115 feet worth of putts or yep. something ungodly like that. Rory's the guy, the guy that, like, when he gets hot, he is he's unstoppable. unstoppable. And that was the problem, like, in the, the Open, is he, Tita Green was as hot as anybody, but he couldn't make a putt. And when he gets rolling on those putts because he's so good, Tita Green, look out. And, I mean, he wanted more power to him. I think it was it was more competitive than people thought. At first, everybody thought, you know, Scheffler was going to run away with it. Then they thought Scheffler and Schauffele were going to run away with it. And then neither of them end up winning it. So, And, by the way, Rory is the now second person in, history since they've been keeping the stats to triple bogey or worse the first hole of a tournament and actually come back and win he and thomas the tank in the last month yeah in the last month it didn't happen to ever and then it happened the last month um so hats off to rory good dude um probably not as likable early in his career kind of the way he ditched his fiance and that kind of stuff but he's he's grown up with the tour he's a great representative of the tour a lot of guys played well um Here's my big takeaway. Wills Altoris didn't play, so it's fair. He drops, but he he was in in third place. So let's just say he finished in the spot that he started if he had played. That would have been a $5 million payout. He dropped to 30th place because he didn't play. That was a $500,000 payout. Now, he got $500,000, which is a lot more money than I make in a year for not even playing in the golf tournament, but... That's pretty costly. Four and a half yeah. million dollars because of Very a back sweet. injury. That's a that's an expensive back injury. Yeah. Um, and for Scheffler, what were you saying yesterday, Ryan? If he would have won, it would have been like thirty-seven million in earnings this year. Yeah. Pretty. Um, you know, so crazy. losing or finishing second, not losing, cost him eleven and a half million. I don't think these guys are sweating for it, but um, I think it happened the way that it needed to happen for golf. To be honest. Yeah, that's great. It's a big screw you to live. Yeah, I, and especially when you you know the face of your league and and your you know he really addressed it in his in the presser afterwards and to the crowd afterwards and stuff. So you know more power to him. How did we end up doing in that FedEx foursome finale? Um, and do you even have how we did overall? Yeah, I added him up. Nice. Um, my guys got combined forty fourth. Your guys got to combine fifty second. I pick Rory this year. This is our recap. I picked six winners, you picked two. Nice. Um, we didn't pick some tournaments, um, so I put zero points for all those, but combined for the tournaments we did, which were most, 
Um, we uh, I, I two thousand seventy five points or lower would be better, um, and you had two thousand two hundred sixty. So you beat me just by a little bit. Yeah, pretty right. close though, based yeah. on our picks. Week over week, lots of golf tournaments to be played. And I think we just didn't pick. Um, and you had McElroy this weekend, and I had Scheffler. Yes. So that's one two right there. I had Rom who was doing decent. I don't know how he finished in that eleven. To, and then Mino Sagala, I think, finished last. Yeah. I mean, we. Um, I mean, we just didn't pick the match play. We didn't pick the Mexico Open. We didn't pick the Charles Schwab the Memorial. Didn't pick the Travelers. Um, that's it. We picked every other tournament. So a lot. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. We'll do. Uh, we'll continue that next year, and maybe we'll put a spin on it, or figure it out, or I don't know. We'll do something. Yeah, but, it's fun. Um, all right, a couple questions of the week for you, Ryan. Golf related. One we've probably kind of semi talked a little bit about. You know, Chris once had us rank like your how you'd be for strengths for like greens up and down off the tee approach, blah blah blah. So this is somewhat related. You can either hit your driver. Anytime you hit your driver, 300 yards in play. I'm not saying in the fairway, but in play. On every time you touch the driver, it's going to be 300 yards, or you can one putt every green. Which one and why? I'd probably want a one putt because I yeah. think like I can scramble. I absolutely would want a one putt because I'm telling you what, yeah, the last two weeks, real? my putting has been abysmal. Like 38 or so putts yesterday. I think I was like 37 or 38 putts last Sunday. Missed some shorties for birdie last week. Missed some putts that I was making early in the year when I was on my heater and I was just cruising and went beating Ryan by like 12, 15 strokes and shooting low 80s left and right. It was because my flat stick was hot. And I've been driving consistently all summer. My approach game is hit or miss sometimes. Um, but my I would one putt all day, every day, if you could give it to me for sure. Um, bonus question. How much does it now being full-on college football season make your interest in playing golf dwindle? I mean, I love golf, but I feel like once football season hits, it's, like, harder. Because even on Sundays, like, I I want to watch the NFL. Like, I, I love watching football. Mm. That's my favorite. I, I like watching football that, more than I like watching basketball. Yeah, it's hard. I would agree. It's, it's hard for me because I... I'm same. I love golf. I would rather play more than once a week, to be honest. I mean, when yeah, we get to the point of being at a club again, I'll definitely play more than one time a week. But it's it gets to the point at this time of the year where it doesn't bother me if I miss a weekend of golf versus in the summer, I hate it if I miss a weekend yeah. of golf. If we get rained out or if there's other plans and we just can't get it in, I hate it. But typically by now, we usually, and we got a little bit later start because of weather, we usually have played about 20 rounds, and we've I've played 20 rounds on the nose. I have, on, on my, I just looked at it, last year I played 42 total rounds on the GAM, and this year I have 28 so but far. But you also have a job, so that... I'm just, but that last year I played, in the summer I would play on, during the week at night, I'd play a couple times a weekend. Yeah, that's true. I played, my last round was... Halloween weekend last year. But it is interesting. You get to this time of the year, and like, you know, we have a long weekend. I, Brian and I both took Friday off for the Michigan State opener, you know, so we can tailgate by two. Obviously, we have Saturday and Sunday and Monday off because of Labor Day. You, on a, if that was Fourth of July weekend, we'd be aiming to try to play four times. 
I hope we play once this weekend. Yeah. Like Monday for sure, I would say. Maybe even Sunday because it's not an NFL weekend. But it's interesting because it does. It just switches. It's not that I don't like it any less. I just, it's not as much yeah, a priority. It takes changes. it takes a 1A in the priority as opposed to 1. Because even watching just good football, like just to sit there. And even if I fall asleep like I did in the chair watching the Illinois game, just to watch and to see part some of it to talk about in the podcast, some of it to talk water cooler at work or whatever. But it's just an interesting thing is like I am chomping at the bit, ready to play golf as soon as the snow is off the ground. But it gets to be about this time of the year, and I'm probably going to take football over golf most of the time. But I'll still get in. I bet you we still get in five rounds, yeah. Yeah. you know, rest of the summer and fall too. The nice thing is it falls in Michigan. The last 10, 12 years have been Good yeah at least i mean even sometimes into november which is which is fantastic so all right so that is fourth down and golf looks like we might get in under an hour this week for the first time in a while let's move on to our sprint who will be the breakout star in game one for michigan state now break it by breakout i mean not somebody like reed or thorn or somebody yeah. that was before who will be the breakout star I'm going with my guy uh neon keon coleman i could say that i'm gonna say it's gonna be the two-headed combo of Prasard and Berger. i think I, like I think the two of them combined could both rush for over 100 and we're gonna go ooh hey, this could be really good. But I do think Neon, I'm excited to see Neon Kian for sure. And I, I'm very excited to see um, Daniel Barker. Um, yeah, I want to see Michigan State have a tight end. Heard he put, it's, did it's play really well in the scrimmages. So. All right, sprint number two. Bigger upset probability this weekend. West Virginia over Pittsburgh, Notre Dame over Ohio State, or Central Michigan over Oklahoma State? Uh, West Virginia over Pitt. I don't think Notre Dame has a chance, and I think Central can keep it close. But I think Oklahoma State. I mean, they have a quarter. It's going to be hard. You it's kind of like burn me once, shame on me. Burn me or shame on yeah, whatever. Burn me twice, shame on you. Like it took a couple times for Michigan State to have that happen with the Chippewas. I would agree. I think West Virginia over Pittsburgh. Anything can happen in a rivalry game. You know, you hear legends of things like you know, will the tractor in the parking lot that's parked in the fire zone west virginia plates well whatever you know over the pa system the back and forth that they have these are the kind of games i wish they would still play every year these schools chicken out they only play them on special occasions just schedule these games who cares about bethune cookman against miami of florida i mean seriously like nobody cares about that that's a, that's, except for it's a payday for bethune that's a game that should be played in the spring i've heard that be tossed around the radio a lot have like one double a play as like yeah like as part of your spring ball yeah, yeah and you get it to have young guys get run yeah and be on tv that's a great idea on TV, i like that all right so we agree west virginia over Pitt. um i think i know the answer well i don't know does Scott Frost keep his job all season, that or is he gone after October first? It's, it's it's purple. It's so hot. I think he's gone. I think they're gonna. He's like John uh, John Candy, Del Griffith. Yeah, and, they're gonna win the next two games, and they're like, all right, maybe turn the corner. Then they're just gonna get obliterated by Oklahoma, and their season's over. That and he's gonna be gone. They're gonna get embarrassed. So let's see, Nebraska October. Let's look at their count, their schedule real quick. So. They have a bye after Oklahoma, so that probably Indiana, yep, is October 1st or week of October 1st. So after that game, 
I think uh, I think if they win the next two and play respectable against Oklahoma and beat Indiana, you think he's still? Good? I think he's he's safe. But regardless, I don't think he is. But a he job. could be a John L. Smith in season firing. It just really depends. I have them winning more down the stretch, um, to be honest, and well, three in a row to begin with. So clearly that didn't happen. Um, all right, and spot number four, sprint spot number four. What's the non-Michigan State game you can't wait to watch this weekend? Uh, under the radar, Cincinnati, Arkansas. I think it'll be fun. Yeah, I think there's a lot of good games. Um, you know, backyard brawls right up there for me a little bit. Um, I just want to see Pitt just fail, to be honest. Yeah, that'd be nice. Uh, but i got to go Ohio State and Notre Dame just because we're talking classic teams. If they're truly two top five teams, that's a great matchup. Um, so that's the one that I'm going for. All right, Ryan. Give us any social media closeouts here. Final score thirty five on Twitter. Uh, we're gonna start. We're gonna make a. Maybe we won't do it this weekend, but we'll eventually do that video tailgate TikTok. It'd be kind of sweet. Um, but yeah, keep uh, keep sharing what you want to hear. Uh, pound that like button on whatever you're listening on. Appreciate you guys listening. Shout out Team Andrews Realtors. And if uh, anybody you know uh, would want to be a sponsor, you want to be a sponsor. Um, hit us up. We'd uh, love to do that. We'll give you a give you a little, uh, shout out on the pod. Telling you, and if you want to take us on one of these, even if you don't want to commit to the whole season, if you want to take us on a week, hit Ryan up. Let him know all your picks. Same way we did it. Some are against the spread. Some are straight up. If you beat either of us, so all you have to do is outpick me or outpick Ryan. You can come and be the guest picker on the next podcast. Right? Fair. You don't have to commit to the whole season. If you beat us on any given week, one of us. The old beat Becker for those who are old enough to remember in, in the newspaper in Grand Rapids where you'd like literally use a pen to paper and send in the newspaper with your picks. Cool. And if you beat Becker, you got a bumper sticker. It was cool. That's I had a whole cool. trunk full of beat Becker bumper stickers. And if you know, you got a chance sometimes to be a guest picker in, in his or he'd feature. It's pretty pretty cool concept. So beat beat the TFS pod. That's what we'll call it. All right. As Ryan said, shout out to our neighbors, friends, and the best realtors in West Michigan: Jim, Donna, Tim, Sean, Liz, etc. The Anders TeamAnders.com. Fantastic people, fantastic realtors. The market is still hot. They can help you. Man, I took a walk in our neighborhood over the last couple of weeks and have seen two, three, four houses go up on the market. And by the next time I take a walk, and a week later, they're already off the market. So. Uh, you need to sell your house, especially. Then you got to buy a house. Teamanders.com. Meantime, let me leave you with this gem from Lee Corso. This is a true statement. He once said this. Hawaii doesn't win many games in the United States. Apparently not in the country of Hawaii either. <laughs> <laughs>